Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? I'm Chris Tripodi of DraftAnalyst.com, and with me as always is Mr. Tony Pauline, as several midweek bowl games have us back in the saddle for a special Monday episode of the show. What's up, Tony? Well, very busy time, Chris, as you can imagine. Bowl season has just kicked off. We'll have a, f- a few more games uh, before the Christmas break, and then really the dam breaks with a ton of games. So we've got some interesting matchups, which we're going to get to with several third-day NFL prospects who people don't talk about enough, but I think are going to impact the draft and could be players or producers at the next level. For the first of those games, we'll head to the birthplace of yours truly for the Boca Raton Bowl in a battle of conference champions which fits Northern Illinois out of the MAC and UAB from Conference USA on Tuesday night. Now, while there's minimal skill position talent in this game, there are several players in the trenches and across the front seven to watch, including Senior Bowl invitee Mac Sharping and two others we discussed at length two shows ago, one of them being undersized but high-motor pass rusher Sutton Smith and space-eating nose tackle Anthony Rush out of UAB. Anything to add on these two or, or on Mac Sharping, Tony? These are guys that are like significantly by myself or in the scouting community. Let's start with Sharping. Here's a guy who was given a third round grade coming into the season. He's getting a lot of positive press. Six, six and a half, 315 pounds. He moves incredibly well. Basically a zone blocking prospect. If you watch Northern Illinois the past two years, he's quick out to the second level, gauges the linebackers, takes them from the action. Strength at the point of attack is his big question. So UAB doesn't have any great pass rushers, but when you watch Sharping, you got to watch his ability to move and his agility. Great pass rusher is what Sutton Smith is and what he's been the past two years. And as you said, he's undersized. Maybe he's six foot, six foot one at best on a good day, somewhere in the mid to high 220s. But the guy is constantly omnipresent around the ball, disrupting the opponent's plays, exploding the action. I mean, he's a fun guy to watch on the college level. He's not going to project all that well in the NFL because of the size limitations. But as we've said in the past when we've spoken about Sutton Smith, a creative defensive coordinator is going to find a way for Sutton Smith to fit him in as a nickel pass rusher. And I'm sure he's going to be a very good player on special teams. You go to UAB, Anthony Rush has consistently been one of my favorites the past two years. Really sort of guy that typifies that program he's not talked about a lot but he just gets the job done six four and a half 340 to 350 pounds as we spoke about after the conference usa game when uab beat middle tennessee he was consistently double teamed and triple teamed in the middle of the field i think he ended up with three tackles for loss of five tackles finds a way to get penetration where if he can't make the play he's disrupted the offensive lineup so one of his defensive teammates can make plays. I presently right now have him as a sixth, seventh round prospect. He's a guy who I'm excited to see how he tests his athletic numbers. Is he just a big guy or is he somewhat athletic? If Anthony Rush of UAB has good athletic numbers, he's going to get drafted because, I mean, he's the surest thing is to a pure nose tackle as we're going to see in the 2019 draft. One other guy to mention from Northern Illinois, their cornerback Jalen Embry, guy who was ignored by scouts coming into the year. 5'11", 180 pounds, 4'5", speed, plays big football. He's aggressive, solid ball skills. Don't think he's going to get drafted, but he'll be signed after the draft. Could make it as a dime-back special teams player. One guy that won't be playing for uh, Northern Illinois because he got injured. Guy I like a lot, Albert Smalls, cornerback, 6'5", 205 pounds. Was a very productive player for uh, 
Northern Illinois the past two and a half years. Unfortunately, uh, he's injured. Again, it's not going to get drafted, but if he's healthy, he'll be signed after the draft by a team. Now, the absence of an offensive tackle, who you called a super sleeper back in September, steals some of the intrigue from our next game, which is Wednesday's Frisco Bowl between 7-5 and five San Diego State and 8-4 and four Ohio. But there is another offensive lineman, as well as one of the Mountain West's top running backs, that will still be on the field for the Aztecs. Juwan Washington is that running back, missed four games in the middle of the season due to a clavicle injury, averages over 100 rushing yards per game. He had 31 carries for 158 yards last time out against Hawaii. He's eclipsed that 100-yard mark in four of the eight games he's played this year. So he's definitely a guy to watch. Tony, what are your thoughts on him and any of the other potential NFL players in this particular game? Let's first get to that, that offensive lineman that I referred to as a super sleeper. That would be Tyler Romer, the offensive tackle who is no longer, from what I'm told, at San Diego State University was suspended indefinitely from the uh, program. As we reported here, what I'm told was he missed meetings because he was having a leg injury, specifically a knee injury checked out that led to some bad blood between he and the coaching staff. He was suspended. I'm told he's out of school. He's seriously considering entering the draft, Tyler Romer. That could eventually come to fruition rather than him transferring. I think it's a mistake. I think he should transfer, but the guy's got a tremendous amount of upside. I said he would be the the next great uh, offensive lineman to come from the San Diego State program since Kyle Turley, and I believe he has that type of ability, but if he comes out as uh, after this year and doesn't play more college football, doesn't physically mature, I don't know that he's ever going to realize it. Deshaun Dixon, who played just inside of, inside of Romer, is another offensive line prospect from the Aztecs. Presently, I have him graded as a fifth-round choice, six foot four, 315 pounds, a guy who is just a masher on the line of scrimmage, just just absolutely annihilates people as a run blocker, holds his own in pass protection, a guy who is developing a complete game, fourth-year junior. He's somebody to keep an eye on moving forward. I think he's a legitimate uh, NFL prospect, very excited by watching him play. Juwan Washington, as you mentioned, he's a smaller guy, 5'6 188 pounds, sort of like a a Donnell Pumphrey type of player in the sense that he gives effort. He's not going to break a lot of tackles, but if there's any open space on the field, watch out because he could be gone in the snap of the fingers. Guy who has the agility and the speed to turn the corner, guy who turns it up the field and a lot of big plays. Another underclassman to watch, the inside linebacker, Kaiva Tizino, number 44, a guy who is constantly around the ball, terrific run defender, doesn't do a bad job in coverage, but he's likely to uh, measure under six foot tall. I'm told that Tizino is seriously considering entering the draft. This could be his last game in an Aztec uniform. And then they have a couple of undrafted free agents, Ryan Pope. The right tackle, 6'5 and a half, 312 pounds, was given a uh, seventh round grade by scouts entering the year. I think he's more of a undrafted practice squad type of player. And Fred Trevilian, the uh, wide receiver, guy makes a lot of big plays. I have him right now as a priority free agent, uh, comes up big for them, decent size, 6'1, 188 pounds, runs in the high 4'4s. Plays even faster. And again, a guy who's not going to be drafted. We signed after uh, the several rounds are over. Uh, I don't know if he makes a roster, but definitely a, a practice squad consideration. As far as Ohio's concerned, they really have no draftable prospects. They haven't had any draftable players for a while. And the fact that they are consistently winning eight, nine games a season is just a testament to the coaching there. On paper, I don't know how Ohio stays with San Diego State in this contest, but they always find a way to do it. The final bowl game being played this week is the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa between 8-4 and four Marshall and 7-5 and five South Florida, 
where the Bulls are actually a slight underdog, despite what is essentially a home game. They're coming in riding a five-game losing streak after a 7-0 and start, which certainly explains that. This one is by far the most intriguing of the three games we're previewing on this podcast. You have skill position talent. You have prospects in the trenches. You have a senior bowl attendee in Thundering Herd receiver Tyree Brady. You could say this game has it all, at least relatively speaking, for a mid-December bowl game. Who has you most excited for this one, Tony? Yeah, well, there are a couple of pass catchers at the top who you mentioned. We'll start off with the one you mentioned, Tyree Brady, a guy who glad he's going to be at the Senior Bowl. There are a lot of scouts who really like him. Six two and a half, two hundred five pounds, runs on the low four fives, plays a little faster. Big tough receiver, consistently comes away with a difficult grab. Shows great focus and concentration. Reliable hands. I think because he's a receiver who doesn't run in the four fours, he's going to go in the last day. But I definitely think that Brady probably going to be a fifth, maybe sixth round choice. Could end up as a fourth receiver at the next level. Also has some return skills. Guy who does the little things well. Not only a good pass catcher, but also blocks well. The other pass catcher I'm excited to see in this game is South Florida tight end Mitchell Wilcox. Fourth-year junior, a guy that's shown great improvement in his game the past two years. Six foot four, 245 pounds, runs and plays in the four sevens. A guy that finds a way to get down the field, creates mismatches in the secondary. Catches the ball extremely well. So a great jump in his production. Not a bad blocker. It's not his forte, but it's not because of lack of effort. Definitely gives effort and has some upside because he's got some growth potential. I've not heard that Mitchell Wilcox is going to enter the draft this year. It wouldn't surprise me, but he's a guy that scouts really like a lot and a guy to keep on your radar moving forward. I like Marcus Norman, the tackle from South Florida. I presently have him graded as a fifth-round choice, 6'5", 300 pounds, has shown a lot of improvement in his game, which hasn't been the case with Greg Reeves, the outside linebacker, fourth-year junior. Entering the year, I had him graded as a third-rounder. I've moved him down to a fifth-rounder. He's been asked to do more things. Prior two years, in 2016 and 2017, he was used more up at the line of scrimmage and asked to rush the passer. Did a terrific job of it. Really, he's been asked to play more in space this year. Hasn't seemed to react well to it. I think he's got a good upside. 6'1", 235 pounds. Runs in the four sixes. It's just that he has to develop a complete game before he's going to be graded much higher. That's it. For episode number nine of the Draft Analysts, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. And feel free to send us questions to answer on the show. Don't forget to visit draftanalyst.com as your go-to resource for information on this year's bowl games. We'll have in-depth coverage of even the most obscure of games, including grades and rankings of every NFL prospect in each game. We'll be back again Thursday on our normal schedule to break down what to watch for in the Friday and Saturday games before bowl season takes a few days off for the Christmas holiday. For Tony Pauline, I'm Chris Tripodi, and we'll see you soon.